Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, back with another episode. If you haven't already, definitely check out my episode last week. I was going back into, I had a special guest and I went back into the, the, the Despite All Odds series where I interview and um, hear the testimonies of different women um, who aspire me, who fill me up, who definitely motivate me to be a better person. Um, I was lucky enough for those of you who are OG listeners to interview and and talk to um, Pilar, which is my former mental health therapist. It is the first therapist I ever saw. And she has guided me through so many, so many milestones and journeys and things like that. And she's currently going through her own um, major journey as far as being divorced and, you know, rethinking her life and her mother having issues and um, you know, just a lot of different things. You definitely, I don't even want to give you any more about it. So definitely check out last week's um, interview with Pilar, despite odds. Thank you so much again, Pilar, for, for joining me on this episode in particular. I kind of want to give you guys an update. It's been a while. It's been a while. All of my um, podcasts in the last like maybe month and a half have kind of just been um, curated, but you know, life is lifing. Okay, let me be honest with you. Life is lifing. Okay, um, there's so many things that are happening right now that I think um, are tied together. So currently, I'm going through major, major storms. What I mean by that is that um, there are major things that are that potentially could wipe me out. Okay, could take me off this earth. You know, based on the severity, based on the priority that they are in my life, whether it be my rent going up. Um, whether it be work being very challenging, um, my relationship being tested, um, you know, you know, the summer season is now here in South Florida and, um, there's a transition between school and getting kids to school and that sort of stuff and going into camp and, um, maintaining the, your child's sense of knowledge during the summer, Um, there's a conflicting battle within me of wanting to just live my life the way I want to live my life and the obligations in which I'm responsible for. (laughs) Um, There's so many different things. There's a sense of like urgency to make sure that I am diligent and responsible with the things that I want to do and the things that I'm doing. And in in order to do that, I need to stay creative. I need to stay engaged. I need to not be distracted by the responsibilities of life. Um, there's so many different things I feel that are pulling, um, pulling me in so many different directions. And my biggest thing has been to figure out how to rethink all of that, how to not allow those things to become, you know, bags that I carry. Um, I I think all of us have had or have many different areas and elements that are tugging at us and at any given day. And it's very easy to, you know, sit on that side of the audience where we are depleted, we are disturbed, we are overwhelmed, we are um, burnt out, we are fighting for our lives in certain circumstances. And when you engage with other individual who individuals who are in the same boat, it's very easy to 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 do the fan club, to do the self loathing, to do the kind of like 
I don't know, just the, the whole space where you just sit in it, you guys wallow in it, you know, you create more, um, you know, emphasis behind it. The challenge or the biggest thing that I see as an issue with that is that with any sort of experience that you go through, it has a beginning, middle and end. And if you find individuals or find, you know, communities or villages or practice this sense of like, let's place replay every single time we're getting closer to the end or it has ended or it should end or we're on the way to the end. What you do is you create almost like a, a sequence in your life where no matter what the circumstances, the outcome should be, you replay it. So that way you relive these moments that are usually depleting and negative um, in a form of like drawing attention or being almost a form of comfort, a form of, you know, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. This is the highlight of my life. Now, the biggest fear that I have of doing that, and that's something that I've learned for many, many years, not to prolong. If anything, I actually have a tendency to cut it short um, simply because I don't want to sit in those spaces. Those spaces are extremely toxic, extremely challenging to navigate, extremely hard to find the joy in life. And they do press that one, you know, button of, of wanting to not exist in this, in this space and it's not healthy. And so some of the things that I kind of do whenever I'm finding myself in these storms is I have to take a sit down and kind of say, okay, you know, what's the reality of the situation? What we need to get you know, get the details of what's going on. Let's get the data behind everything that we're working through. Is this something that is going to be forever? Is a future Sam going to have to worry about this? You know, and by a future Sam, I could mean three weeks from now. I could mean a year from now. I could be five five years from now. Um, another major element of something that I do whenever I'm experiencing something like this is I ask, what is God asking of me? What is he trying to do for me? What is he saying? What's happening right now? What's going on right now? What is, what is the momentum? What is the purpose? What is the, um, what is the whole point, if you will, of everything that I'm navigating through? And, you know, something that I like to say when I'm in this, this, this kind of season is, um, thank you. Thank you because I feel chosen. I truly feel chosen. I feel like God has chosen me to work on me. He's given me his full attention right now in certain, in, at, at certain times of the day, certain times this week, these last couple of weeks, he's given me his full attention. <laughs> and, um, you know, I feel like he is with me during those, those trials and tribulations. Now, some people might say, well, why would God give you so many trials and tribulations to go through and test your strength and, and feel like, you know, you're going to break, like this is intended to break you. Now, I feel like the point of this is, is a strength test. Now, usually when you have a strength test, you don't go to the point where you're comfortable. You never go to the place where you're just comfortable. Oop, okay, that felt great. We're done. No, you go beyond that. And the point is to see where where's the where's the point of comfortability to the point of a stretch to the point where you're kind of you're going to break. So what are your actual limits? Now, experiencing your actual limits is not something I think anybody really likes. So for instance, if you looked at something and you would say, okay, you know, based on, you know, who I am and what I am, I think I could run down to that stop sign. 
Now you're sitting at it from afar. So you're judging based on your, 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 um, your actual, like, you know, athleticism. You're looking at it from your mental health standpoint. What do I got? You get into it and you're going towards that stop sign and say, before you even get to that stop sign, that's it. Your body's like, I'm good. We're done. Mental is like, okay, we tried it. That judgment that you have or you, that assessment you made prior to participating in something like that was way off than what you, you know, what you understood of yourself. It isn't until you actually go through it that you understand what your actual limits are. And there are a lot of times that things that we have avoided or are avoiding simply because nobody wants to choose to go through trials and tribulations, like nobody's volunteering for it. But the reality is, is that once you go through it, you understand how far you are from that stop sign. And that adjustment creates a new expectation or, or worldview that you didn't have previously because you understand what effort and what energy it took to get to that, to that place. So the point of the storms and trials and tribulations is to reset your expectations of life, your expectations of yourself, your expectations of others, your ex- expectations of your circumstance, your situation, and to adjust your worldview. We can plan, we can prep, we can put together, we can fantasize, we can dream as much as we want to. That's infinite. That is um, a beautiful experience in some certain cases. That is to be expected, but it is the actual participation in whatever the um, the behavior or the outcome that we're looking for that is going to tell the truth. It's genuinely going to give us the the direct reflection of whatever it is we're we're navigating through. It's so crucial and it's so important for us to really understand the pieces and the access that we all have. So for instance, when we get to our limits or beyond our limits, there's a recoil that we do. So maybe it's a regret that we face where we're like, you know what? I pushed myself too far. I should have never done this. I should have never, you know, you know, gone through this again. I really should have rethought this whole thing. Or maybe there's a, you know, wow, I didn't expect myself to go into that space. I didn't expect myself to do such a thing. That That's a lot. Like, oh my goodness, like that's more than I thought. Or there could be um, a response of, you know what? I don't think that was even worth it. I don't feel like that made a difference. I don't think that changed my perspective on anything. But each of those outcomes and each of those experiences create more visibility around who you are, what you're capable of, what you like, what you don't like, what you're going through at this very moment. And perhaps it could be a revisiting experience. Meaning if there's a lesson or there's something in life that maybe you haven't quite grasped, you'll be able to grasp it if you've had this experience where you're able to revisit um, you know, these these sort of trials and tribulations and, and testimonies. It's one of it's a part of the process. Now I cannot say you know, to what degree in which is acceptable. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't orchestrate any of these sort of things. I think we w- would all agree that there are many things that we would like to avoid in life. There's many things we would like to avoid in life, but that's a part of the program. That's a part of the uncomfortability of life. 
And there's something that happens in the uncomfortable space. And by uncomfortable, I don't necessarily mean like trauma related. I mean uncomfortable, meaning it's out of the element that you would necessarily see yourself being or doing or having to deal with. Um, but there's texture in that. There's there's context in that. There's connecting dots. There's There's brain cells that you're using in that that I don't think you should avoid. I think all of those things add value and they add um, interest and they add, you know, a a distinct testimony. Right now I'm dealing with my health and just making sure that for the next 40, 50 years, I am paying attention to all of the quote unquote minor things. Now, being that I've been on this earth now for 33 years, I was under the, the, you know, assumption that I was pretty familiar with my body and more recently in going to physical therapy and just seeing some of the limitations that my body has or some of the upset that my body has experienced, it's caused me to really reevaluate, like reassess who I am and my body and what, what it can do and what it's capable of simply because I realized that I was under the wrong interpretation of what it is my body can do. Um, I was I thought that my body was dormant for a while. For instance, it's like kind of like a gym, you know, that, you know, closes for the summer and reopens in the fall. I felt like I had all the equipment still there. I just needed to dust it off. I needed to do all these things. But I, but what happened was there was a leak. You know, I don't know where the leak came from, but there was a leak. And so because of that, I had to take a step back and say, relearn a lot of core elements of how my body even functions, reassess my expectations of my body, reassess the pace, reassess, you know, how far I can get to that stop sign. I had to, to, to take steps back where I, you know, I've been dormant. I've been not as active as I would like to be because I'm trying to understand what are the elements that set off my body in a negative way? What are the things that I need to shy away from? Not only just food, but also activity-wise. So simple things as getting out of the bed. What are some better behaviors and mechanisms that I can, um, you know, do to make sure that my body lasts? Um, which is not something that I would volunteer to do, but it's something that is required to understand that, you know, taking a step back or a couple steps back is only for the betterment of the overall, you know, ride. Because this is a journey that we're all on. This isn't something that is going to be a fly by night. This is something that, you know, we're going to constantly be going back to in in different stages of our lives. So it's so important for us to stay in tune, to stay relevant, to stay, um, you know, aware of all these elements that we, that, you know, that exist within us. Now, there is a major thing that I, I discovered kind of just exploring and, and, you know, leaning on my community and the communities that don't even know I exist um, through social media. And I want to highlight this because this is something that I think that I subconsciously feared. So when it comes to motherhood and, you know, shout out to all the moms out there of any sort of title or affiliation or connection. Um, in my 20s, I was intentional about making sure that I was developing and enjoying Sam. There was something about it that was always a clear thread, meaning there were times where I was in relationships where I felt like I should just jump all the way in and I should just enjoy this relationship and I should really see this out. And there were many times that I felt like, 
even though I wanted to enjoy the relationship, I wanted to enjoy who I was more. Now, in, you know, considering and, and, and planning, if you will, motherhood in the next year or so, it's something that I almost feel was necessary. The reason why I say that is because there are so many mothers that I've come across that I've been with, that I've shared time with, that I love dearly, that never got that space to explore themselves, to enjoy themselves, to, you know, create a relationship with themselves um, prior to having kids. And they're either in this rediscovery mode or having kids and trying to, you know, you know, um, figure out who that person is because of the, you know, demands or the, the, you know, the expectations around motherhood when it comes to giving yourself to that child, um, that they feel like, wait, hold on. What am I giving though? Am I giving everything or I'm giving half? Like what's, what's, what's going on here? Cause I'm feeling very depleted. I could be feeling very, you know, overstimulated. I could be feeling like lost. There's so many elements in which you could be feeling, but there's something about this relationship that I had with myself within my twenties and, you know, or now early thirties that I am so grateful for, so grateful for, because what it did was it solidified the vision of myself. And as I reflect, and I think that's very important for all of us to do is take some time to reflect on ourselves throughout the years, whether it be circumstance that we've been in through or photos that we have of ourselves and revisit those versions of ourselves at that given time and say, thank you. Thank you for sustaining, you know, thank you for getting me through, you know, different phases of life to get me here. Um, because I think that all of the previous versions of us could have given up in so many ways. And in some ways they could have also done a little bit more for the future selves, but here we are, we're here in the now. And I think to connect the dots and to be able to get to that space, we have to be, um, growing to understand that there's elements in which we could be doing differently and doing better. Now, I want to be very clear that gift that I experienced or have been experiencing by choosing, you know, to have my children, you know, at a later age, um, at a, at a time where I was able to spend time with myself in different phases, whether it be through relationships, single, um, you know, in a relationship and all of those pieces, does it mean that as you become a mother, um, you cannot visit that, that side of yourself. You very much can because that side of yourself is included in motherhood. It's included in being someone who pursues a career or as a sister or as a daughter or as a cousin. Those are, that's included. It's more about sorting and dividing your time up and being intentional with disrupting certain things that seem to, to be that they should just be a flow in order to spend time with her. Um, this is something that I don't think that many women understand. They have the freedom and the flexibility to do. They feel as though if I'm not on this post of motherhood and being the primary person, um, it's wrong. Like I have to be the one to open the doors, close the doors. Otherwise everything's going to fall. Now, if you can, I want to be very clear. Not every mother, um, has a safe village or, um, a variety of individuals in which they can count on. But if you can, I highly recommend you rethink the relationship that you have with motherhood and, you know, use it as a part of you, but not the entirety of you. So that way, when you get to a place where your child is now transitioning into adulthood, 
um, you know, you don't feel as though you were going to drive yourself off a cliff because you can't believe that you no longer have a purpose in life. That's a very scary space to be in. And I've, I've witnessed and, and, and been there for women at that phase and at that stage in their life. And I've been so lucky to have kind of a preview to many things that I've yet to um, completely experience. But I've also had experience in things that women who've experienced, you know, motherhood and, and its entirety of the cycle and beyond have never experienced in motherhood. So um, with that, it's just, it's such a beautiful space to be in. Um, you know, I think personally, I could definitely be doing better about just reading more and learning more. I got to a stump. Um, I find that if I'm not engaged with the book that I'm reading or I can't see it through, um, it's not going to get finished. It's just not going to get finished. It's going to be cut. It's going to feel like a chore. Um, it's not going to feel like, you know, um, it's something that is is uh, tied to me and my day to day where I'm just hungry for it. As soon as I get a moment, as soon as I get time, I'm going to lean into it. Um, you know, there's many things that I think we're all sorting through. And that doesn't make us any less of a person. I think that we're all a work in progress. And so that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful state of mind that we live in. Um, but when it comes to self-development and growth and awareness, personally, I feel like it comes with external um, confirmation and collective information along with you going back into your kind of archives and your mindset to put it together to then create compute or create, um, an outcome or create a, a understanding unlike you had previously without this new information. So I definitely want to get back into a really good book. I love, love autobiographies, um, documentaries. Those really stimulate me on just, you know, people's journeys and stories um, or specific concepts that I'm currently trying to navigate through. I do have some books that are just kind of sitting there waiting to be read. So I definitely need to get on that because I like to share that with you all. I think you know, books is something I kind of got into very late later on in my life. I never gravitate to them in school, although I was stronger reader than I was in math. I just never really cared for books. I don't know why any kind of book. I just didn't care towards it. I just, there's very few books I read in my younger years in high school and beyond. I would find ways to get around reading the actual book, you know? So, you know, now that I'm older, I find that I really enjoy books and podcasts. And so I try to incorporate them in my day to day, whether it be my commute um, or just time by myself or walking, you know, exercise. I try to listen to a podcast or a book. Um, and so it's it's really changed my life, whether it's The Alchemist, which I've heard so many people talk about. And I finally just, you know, took the time to 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 read it or to listen to it. And it it truly changed my life. It's 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 so interesting. It's like walking through a garden. Um, of so many different like species of flowers and trees and um, nature and just taking, you know, little, little, you know, segments of those elements to design this beautiful bouquet of which you can connect with every element as you pick it up and remember how that attached to you or why you picked it up or what it, what it created for you. And, and, and that's something I, I highly, highly recommend um, everyone do is find, you know, that 
that beautiful bouquet and create it and really, really lean into it because it can truly, truly shape your life in a way that I don't think we're all ready for, but I think we all deserve. One little secret I kind of want to share with everyone, something that people always compliment me on is my perspective of life and um, just how I approach things and how I kind of cover (laughs) the reality, if you will, the lens that I view life through. Um, I want to be very clear. This is not something that I always have looked at life. And I, I think about the previous versions of me and how I looked at things and how I approach things and how I define things, that girl um, did not see things the way that I see things now. And there are many reasons why. I think one of the reasons why I didn't see them the way that I do now is because I was filtering, like I was creating an augmented reality. You know, there's different bubbles and spaces that we all just choose to live in. And the bubble that I was creating was one that was like, I didn't want to be too close to anything. I didn't want to be too attached to anything. I didn't want to fall too deep for anything. I was like, I'm there, but I'm not really there. I couldn't take, there was no lightheartedness. Um, There was more of like a serious, like get to the next, get to the next, get to the next. And what I did is it, it, it's, it really, (laughs) it really caused me to struggle in so many different ways. And I don't think people understand that it caused me to struggle with finding joy in many moments. I felt it was like this constant sense of um, anxiety around a lot of different elements. And that's one of the things that I think people underestimate about me is that I was just like high strung anxiety. um, of just like, what's next? What should I be doing? How should I make the most out of life? I didn't really get a, a, a time where I could just break free. And it wasn't until um, the you know more recent couple of years where I just decided to say, like, I'm out. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to think about it too much. I'm not going to over, overly stress myself. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to have fun. I'm, and it's, it's a conversation sometimes. Sometimes you literally have to come out your mouth and say, like, we're just going to do this. We're going to have fun. Don't overthink this. And that has set me free in so many ways whether it be deciding on what to wear or it could be like what to do or where to go or, you know, how much time to spend somewhere versus the other. It could be literally just a conversation that I have with myself of like, you got this, Sam, come on. Okay. Well, what are we going to do? How are we going to have fun? What are we going to make the most of today? You know, that's really allowed me to let go of all these preconceived notions of like everything is super temporary and don't get me wrong. It is, it definitely is, but certain things it's, it's about savoring. There are certain elements within that garden that allow you to just stop. It, it catches your eye and it's intentional. That's where your focus should be at this time. Um, but then, you know, it's time to go on to something else or your body no longer gravitates toward that. Um, there's so many things that used to work when it comes to my joy, um, that, the joy that I did have that no longer bring me joy. And that's okay because your taste, your, your viewpoint, the things that you care about changes as well too. There are things that maybe you want to revisit that brought you joy previously that don't bring you joy now. And you're confused because that version that you're in search of is it's she's ended, you know, they, they're gone. That chapter is closed and that's okay. That's completely fine. It just means that now you get to explore. There's so many avenues in life in which we all can take. And I think that 
if you let go of that mindset that I'm dead set for what is in front of me and there's nothing else, you lose your lust for life. And once you do that, you really, really start to, your, your life quality suffers. It, you really start to struggle. There isn't no, there isn't a sense of joy and, 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 um, you know, happiness that comes with that. It's a joy of lack of fulfillment. And that's not something that I want. That's not a space that I want to visit (laughs) or be in. Um, you know, I have moments where I dip into spaces that I'm like, Ooh, this feels dark. (laughs) What are we doing? But then I come back out of it and I'm like, okay, catch your breath because there's opportunities everywhere. Now, let me get to my secret sauce. My secret sauce is gratitude. And the reason why it seems so cliche is because gratitude fills you up. What gratitude does, it says with the mess that that's in front of me or with the mess that I'm currently living with, can I put on these shades? Can I put on this lens and only see the things that make me happy, that I'm happy with, that bring me joy, that complete me. That's what I want to look at right now. I'm not looking away. I'm looking into it even deeper and saying, let me pull out the elements in which I can be so proud of in whatever shape or form they exist in. Even if it's underdeveloped, it doesn't matter. It exists. What are some some of the things that are, you know, in front of me or even beside or behind me that I'm excited or happy for. Those are the elements in which bring me joy and ground me again. Now, I also trust in myself to know that I have all the things that I need in life um, to get me through whatever's in front of me. Meaning if I understand that I'm not where I should be, for instance, in life and the things that I want to get done, all I have to do is call out for more or, you know, um, look out for more and I will receive those things. And what I mean by that is that once I realize, okay, I don't have enough to get through this. How can I learn? How can I stay open? How can I allow God to guide me? How can I allow, you know, my community to help me? There's so many different areas in which I can incorporate other things that can complete, um, you know, this transition with me. And I recognize that life is not just a big old ray of sunshine. It has many different seasons and some seasons are, last longer than others. I can look back at photos and videos and recall a year where I can say I was confidently happy and, and excited about life. So why is it that, you know, having a couple months is such a struggle? You know, it's it's a part of it. It's not guaranteed that those things are going to happen, but I didn't know those things were going to happen until I reflected. You know, we can claim our year, but there's a lot of hopefulness in that. And that's beautiful. That's awesome. That's what we want. That's positivity. That's good vibes. That's good energy. We want that. But even with good energy, there are, you know, different interactions that we have with negative, depleting frustrating energy to really, really test, you know, what that looks like. Some of the things that help me, especially when I'm in a tough space, um, is sharing joy with others, especially others who are still trying to navigate or having a hard time. There are some people that 
unfortunately, based on the season that they're in or the circumstance of how they look at life, they are in a very toxic cycle where um, I learned about this and I can't remember what book it was, but I learned about this where it's like the sink or swim and they feel as though they're always sinking. Even when you give them a life jacket, even when the boat pulls up, they don't believe that this is really their their outcome because they've gotten so used to drowning. They're so used to it. That's normal. That even if they were to be rescued, they would feel like at any given moment, I would have to start drowning again. I can't explain to you many how many people who I've come across, who I've talked to, who I've tried to help that are so used to drowning and have <laughs> made me beyond frustrated because I'm trying to save you and you just want to drown. It is a toxic and dangerous cycle where unfortunately they live in that space. It's not something that I would recommend anyone do, but unfortunately it is a part of the texture of life. If you are listening to this podcast, I want to be very clear. You are probably not one of those individuals. And maybe if you are, you're realizing that now that you have come so used to this cycle of drowning and surviving and, and figuring things out and getting to the next, you don't know what it is like to thrive or to just be. I want to wish I want to wish that for you. I want to welcome that into your life in the future. I will not say that there aren't moments that I feel like I'm drowning. Absolutely. But then I sprinkle in gratitude. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm writing out a list of all the things I'm grateful for. And it and it doesn't mean that I'm talking about the things that I'm grateful for right now. It could be from birth. <laughs> I'm grateful that I survived you know, everything that I've survived, that I've been able to graduate, that I've been able to um, find a job that brings me money, that I've been able to meet great people in my life, that I've been able to, you know, learn constantly. There's so many different iterations and elements in which um, we, you know, enjoy and figure out what's next. But there's something about recognizing how temporary everything is that doesn't allow you to stick yourself into something and make it more permanent than it actually is. I'm not tied to really too much of anything because I understand that these life is temporary. One thing that I will say that I'm pretty sure people are going to be like, oh my God, Sam, I can't believe you just said that. I'm trying to get more comfortable with death. Um, I'm trying to create a relationship with death because I feel like I don't want to only experience the good parts in life because that's not real. I want to understand that there's a cycle in everything. And I think, you know, God has asked that I become a lot more aware of things that maybe I didn't want to before the bubble. Remember I told you I was in that bubble and he's put forth things to me that have scared me, that have made me question myself, has made me question who I am, what I'm doing. And I'm grateful for that because it's truly allowed me to breathe differently, to breathe with gratitude, essentially. You know, going back to that word, it holds so much weight in my life. You know, um, 
it may not always feel like that. And there's moments where even this week, honey, I've had to breathe. I've had to breathe the air that I can breathe on my own. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And I've had to catch myself out of going into moments where I was triggered moments where I was reminded of, you know, a previous version of Sam that I wasn't proud of, that I wasn't happy with, that I was sincerely, you know, um, I felt sad for her, felt very sad for her. Um, I haven't forgot about the letting go ceremony. I'm actually still very interested in doing it. Um, I want to do it on the full moon and the full moons fall upon the times that I have been booked and busy. So the June 3rd was a full moon. Um, and I was in Orlando celebrating my stepson's birthday. And so I haven't forgotten, but I definitely want to do it. And if you're interested, let me know, check me out on, um, on Instagram, everything in me, IG, you'll find me there more frequently. So you can interact with me and, and, you know, I would love to hear your stories, but I just hope that everyone who is navigating through something understands that you're not alone. And there's something about comfort in those spaces that create a sense of shelter and refuge. Um, there's something about being born again, the transitionary space of life that also creates a sense of like knowingness that things are going to come together. You have to just trust the process um, and be careful about what you consume during these spaces. It's so You're so vulnerable and so sensitive right now you know, cut things off, whether it be the news or it be relationships or where it be, you know, media, you know, work, whatever, create boundaries. Whenever you feel as though you are overwhelmed, more than likely it's because you need to create boundaries, which creates space for you to do the things or participate or experience the things that you want to experience. You need to create those boundaries. It's, it's such a, a, such an essential piece of life. It, I, I'm, and I'm not even lying to you. Whenever I feel overwhelmed, it's because I haven't created boundaries. I'm just a free for all. I am just going with the flow so far that I forget to incorporate the things that, that cause me to stop and cause me to think. And it's, it's important to do so because they create the textures that we need. Um, and the diversity and the opportunity and the expansion of life that we need. So I pray and I hope that you guys, you know, get to get to enjoy that that peace. And, you know, this week has been challenging and these last couple of weeks have been challenging. And I'm very proud of myself for getting, you know, content out weekly. But I'm not going to go crazy and kill myself and show up to you all where I'm not authentic. I'm not true. I'm just producing. And that's something that I struggle with. I wouldn't say a struggle. That's a perspective that I have on content creation period where it's just, it's the natural, you know, um, cycle that I go through of life. And, you know, I know that Fridays are the intended dates of the new drops of each episode, but sometimes life doesn't allow for that. And that's intentional. And I have to respect that. And I have to understand that. And I have to um, go with that, whatever it may look like at that given moment. And I just pray that you guys are kinder to yourselves. You pray for yourselves. That's something I've been doing more recently too, which has definitely helped is just praying for me. And that's not about being selfish. It's about reconnecting my relationship with God and calling out to him and surrendering 
And I'm so grateful for that, that I have um, been reminded of that and that I'm practicing that. And it feels good. It feels really good. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. And I will see you guys and chat with you guys in my next episode.